Come on up, kids. We want to bless you guys. We got beautiful carpets sitting over here, so the floor is not too hard. I'd like to invite some parents. You can have a seat because you're going to all be up. Kids class. Oh, Kathleen said bring your clipboards. You're going to need your clipboards. Bring your crayons. So we're going to just have uh, before our, our meal today just a brief intergenerational sermon. An intergenerational sermon does not mean it's a kid's sermon. It means it's for everybody. That's what we mean. And so it's for kids and adults. So I'd like to invite parents as well. Just if you have a preschooler or a primary age child just to come up and sit in this area. At least one parent in the team, that would be great. We won't be long. After all, it's me preaching. It'll be very, very short, as you've experienced many times in my dreams. So, does anybody happen to know where the other window blinds are? Does anybody happen to know? I tried to have a look this morning because the, the, the video on our one sunny day of the year, uh, it makes it not that easy to be seen. So if anybody knows where that is, come and uh, just put them, install them on that window there, and uh, that will help the video. If not, we'll, we'll roll with it. So Kathleen is my team teacher today. Doesn't she look beautiful? Oh, my gosh. She's my wife, by the way, for those of you that are visitors. Um, and you all look so amazing today. You look so Easter sunday ish so beautiful so kids let's try again let's try it again okay you ready here we go christ is risen christ is risen christ is risen amen so first of all we're going to be looking at a, a text in the gospel today that tells the story of easter and uh, first of all, as I shared a little bit earlier, we had a Good Friday service with four churches gathered. This is the Montessori area on Friday, uh, packed with good people from Ward Memorial Baptist Church, which is two blocks that way. And we had a few folks from the United Church Longhouse, which is one block that way. And we also had a few folks from the East Side Vineyard, a handful that was lovely. Uh, who are here, and we also had some folks from Joy Fellowship, and that was so fun. Again, Joy Fellowship is just a beautiful uh, 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 fellowship of people, uh, and so with four churches, we gathered together to remember Christ's death, and we sang all these beautiful songs that I haven't sung for years, like at the cross, and you know, uh, Oh, sacred head now wounded. It was just, ah. Oh. And, and we had this uh, uh, lady with disability, uh, physical and mental disability, uh, who was leading the worship when we closed it off at, at Ward Memorial. And it was just, we were just weeping. It was so powerful. Uh, so um, uh, this, this were some of our folks. Uh, there's uh, Karen, Gloria, Colleen. There's me with David... Um, Hayworth, leading, David's a pastor of 
of um, uh, Joy Fellowship. And we walked down Hastings Street from the United Longhouse Church uh, with about 100 people or so walking down the street. There's my lovely wife, Sherry. Now, Kathleen, you know, she's, she likes to capture moments. So she, she, she handed her camera off to Sherry to take some photos. And she got this. And this is a First Nations man carrying, who, who led the procession carrying the cross. And I found out this morning from Aldona that this, I, I was so moved by this. I just felt it so, as a Canadian Christian, so defined. I don't know if you can see that. The light is so bright here. But as a Canadian Christian, this moment so defined who I am and, and what I was about in this story that I posted it on Facebook. And Aldona informed me this morning that somehow it went viral and CBC got a hold of it and the Aboriginal People's Television Network. So this, po this picture has gone across the nation. It's, it's like a defining photograph. Uh, and Sherry took it for us. Thank you, Sherry. Used my wife's phone. And uh, yeah, so if we get any royalties, we'll send them on. Isn't that beautiful? So I thought we could sing some songs. Is that okay, guys? So this, this is one song, and Kathleen has a bunch, a basket full of prizes that we're going to have, because how many know what else is special about today besides Easter Sunday? What else is special about today? Hands raised. That is so amazing, Eleanor. What's amazing? What's amazing about today? Easter Bunny came. Good. Yeah. Do you really believe that? Okay, moving right along. It's our church's birthday. Good. Yeah. So, because it's our church's birthday, huh? And Easter hunts. Yes. Coming, coming up. Stay tuned. Be ready. Um, so I'm going to go to this mic. If that's okay, Mark. Uh, can somebody go disarm the fire alarm, please? Anybody that knows how to do it? Does somebody know how to do it? The fire department will come. Seriously. They are coming. I don't know what happened down there, but the fire department is coming. Lord, we pray for these fire people. We ask, Lord, you'll bless them when they come. Amen? Yeah. I do know how to turn it off if somebody doesn't know how to do it. All right. Sherry, you know how, right? There we go. I did give somebody a mentoring on that this morning. I had a hunch. I had a hunch. <laughs> the church is on fire. The church is on fire. Holy smoke, the church is on fire. Okay. <laughs> Don't you guys remember that song where the pastor is preaching and he's got a candle burning behind him and his vestments catch on fire? And, uh, and so, you know, 
That's where the song came from. Holy smoke, the church is on fire. Okay. Um, so, so this song, uh, first, so all that about our anniversary was um, we're going we're gonna to give trivia prizes throughout the, the, the event today. And I'm going to be asking questions. So you have to raise your hand. Um, and, uh, and Kathleen has prizes for you from this beautiful little basket here, if you get them. So the trivia prize for this one, it, this is, were you there when, when they crucified my Lord? Does anybody know who wrote this song? Raise your hand. Good. You are an honest crowd because nobody knows. <laughs> yes, Christine. Can I just guess? Yes. Good try. You know, I think she should get a prize for that try. No, Kathleen said no. Sorry, Christine. Yeah, she's a little stricter than I am. I noticed with kids especially. Anyway. Actually, the person who made it popular, well, there's actually a couple people who made this song quite popular. The first is a fellow by the name of Johnny Cash. How many have ever heard of Johnny Cash? Yeah. And, and he sang it probably most famously at a special place to have church. Does anybody remember the place? Christine. Yes. Folsom Prison. Uh, maybe Wade and Christine could share that. Just Wade? Sorry, Christine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you out for coffee later. And, and you probably got jet lag, too. I know. Oh, my. Well, I'll tell you, that's why she's so effective with those preschoolers downstairs. That's right. Thanks, Wade. Thanks, Wade, for being a Christian. All right. So the, another person that sang it was Willie Nelson. Um, but, you know, it was actually, does anybody know the origins of the song? It's African-American. It's spiritual sung on the slave plantations. It was like this. We sang this down Hastings Street yesterday when that guy was holding the cross. Were you there? Sherry's off putting the alarm out, so next slide. Were you there when they nailed him to the tomb? Back one, Mark. Were you there when they nailed him to the cross?
Thanks, you guys. Come on up, Kathleen. Kathleen has a, a little presentation she's going to make. Thanks. Okay. So I need all the kids to maybe put their pins down just for a brief moment because I need your attention. So thanks, Amy. If you could turn around, that'd be great. And Ariel, that'd be great, too. Because I need you to be able to watch, because we're going to have a little bit of an important object lesson, and you have to be able to see. So we'll just give you a minute. Now, in a minute, we're going to do a little object lesson with these three cups. Okay. So the object lesson for all of us today is about something that gets lost. How many of you guys have ever lost something important? Pax, what have you lost? You lost your big... Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Toy Bigfoot that you really love. Anybody else? Sally. Keys. This seems to be a common problem for adults. Uh, it's a very scary moment when you can't find your keys and you're trying to get to work on time. How many of you know about that? <laughs> and then you think, I don't want to go on the bus. So what else can you lose? So easy to lose. Amy? You lose your stuffy. Where does the stuffy go? It's a hippopotamus. Can you relate, uh, Chloe, about losing a hippopotamus or finding one? <laughs> I remember that. Chloe used to love hippos. What about you? Anybody else? Money. Money, money, money. So that's a big problem. Has anybody ever lost their wallet? I, re I remember years ago I left it on the top of my car and drove off. Inside my purse, of course. I'm sorry to tell you this, but someone found it for me <laughs> and called me when I was a mom at home with my babies. I was very happy. So when you lose things like a phone, do you just forget about it? What do you do? You look. Sometimes you're very happy looking. Are you happy? No, never. When it's something is lost. Oh, we got a techie in the house. <laughs> Come to my home anytime. <laughs> Use an app to find it. So, you guys ready? Whoever watches carefully, it has to be, uh, Gordy, you'll have to help me. The first hand up. Okay? okay. If there's more than two, I'm afraid I only. Amy's hands up. Yeah, but you have to be, you oh. can't just put your hand up. Oh. You have to know the answer. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's Christine's got her hand up already. Uh, it's see this little chocolate. You guys don't need to worry about it because indeed, 
Uh, Natacassian came through. There's about 100 of these, not all the same size, of course, in the garden, and they're not easy to find. So you guys are going to go out, and then I need the older ones like Sophia and Eleanor to make sure when you bring them back in the big basket downstairs, then we'll count them up. There's about 100, and then you can divide. If you can divide properly, you'll get an equal amount. Well, you don't have to. You can just have the plastic. <laughs> you can give your chocolate away and just have the plastic. How's that? The and you can invent something with this egg. It can become a rocket ship. Okay. So <laughs> the point is here, I'm going to put this under this one, okay? Okay, adults, you're included too. Don't zone out on me. And I don't know whether the one-year-olds can participate. I don't think so. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Because I don't know if they have the same kind of eagle vision that you have. Eagle vision. Okay, I'm just going to move these cups around. And uh, over there, you guys can participate too. If you can see, what's going to happen is we're looking for the lost chocolate. It's not really lost, right? Hidden chocolate. She did, yeah. Okay. Oh, Christine doesn't think it's fair. Are you all right? <laughs> oh, but you weren't watching. <laughs> uh, should we ask the professor? Yeah. Professor, come up. Is it okay? We'll say this is the middle. This is my right, and this is my left. Do you want to say your right or your left? Okay, you'll take the easy one, it's the middle. How many think that Merrick is accurate? He is a professor, <laughs> actually, of physics. So now five more hands go up, right? <laughs> wow, eagle eye. Okay, Merrick, can you catch two? It's very, it's very exciting when we find something. So this little object lesson was to kind of help us understand Mary, when she was looking, she really wasn't expecting a risen Christ. Was she? Sophia? She just wanted what? What did she do when she ran to the tomb? She rolled, the rock was rolled away. What did she expect to find? just a body and she was so concerned when she couldn't find the dead body of Jesus because she it meant so much to her it wasn't like keys wasn't like an iPhone wasn't like your wallet although wallets to some people is almost as close as a resurrection but she was very distraught where have you laid him? where is he gone so when we lose something we're going to look for it, and we're so excited when we find it. And that's what Easter can be all about. So, you guys, I'm going to give you a little baggie. And I think this one was designed years ago. It might have been Chloe. I can't remember, Chloe. Sorry if I'm picking on you today. But you don't have to design it the way I have, but I'm going to give it to you. Inside are some little things for you, little stickers. Now, this is not what you take in the garden. Because if you take in the garden, it might get wet. 
you're just going to go in there and bring the eggs and put the eggs in the big basket. Then when you come back in, we'll count the eggs and you'll take these eggs home in your little baggie. But your job is to decorate it the way you like it, okay? What are you going to do with your baggie? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to rip it? Because if you rip it, there'll be no eggs. You won't be able to put your eggs in the basket. This is actually a bag. You're going to decorate it. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Kathleen. So just while she's uh, distributing those, um, I'd like to invite you all to uh, go through the story with me in pictures. And again, apologies that it's not that clear. Um, but do your best. Maybe squint your eyes and see if you can figure it out, even, even though it's kind of faint. Um, and these pictures tell the story of, of Easter. Can anybody guess what the first picture is showing us about the Easter story? Merrick. Oh, you're putting your hand in front of the sun. Oh, okay, I thought your hand was up. Joanna got it, and I'll, I'll um, I, I wouldn't mind trying to mic responses if we can. I don't know if somebody's willing to be a gun runner, I mean a mic runner. Um, um, but uh, Joanna's dead on. Um, that is the women in the morning coming to bring spices. It's interesting that John pointed out that it was Mary Magdalene, but scholars have looked at the, t the passages together and it seems that she left her home early in the morning when it was still dark. And she met up with the women on the way. So there, she was the most prominent in the story. So John uh, usually refers to her. And um, they were on their way. And this is what they saw. What does this tell us about the story? Anybody raise your hand? Eleanor? The rock which was covering the tomb got rolled over. So that was a bit unusual. Why do you think it was so unusual? Because it, it's like sealed, and that's like probably 100 pounds or over. Yes, that's right, exactly. It was very heavy. So, because the women were just having this discussion about, you know, who's going to roll this, this stone away, and this is what they found. So here they come, and they don't look too impressed, do they? They look, they look rather upset. There's Mary Magdalene at the, at the front. And, you know, kids, if you're having trouble seeing that in packs, it's also true. This is way more clear. This is like flat screen, high definition. Oh, man. All the bells and whistles. So uh, you'll see there that Mary Magdalene with the three women are looking rather upset. And... She is so distressed because it's already been bad enough that Jesus was maimed and killed and tortured. But now they've stolen his body. Now he's, it's like somebody, is, a grave robber has come and taken his body and she just, she's just like, God, she's just so full of anger and rage. This is like the last straw. So does anybody, can anybody guess what this picture is? Mary went to run to somebody's house, and, and what's happening here? Who, who do you think that is? 
Merrick. It's probably Peter. And it looks like he's being woken up, eh? Looks like he's just getting out of bed because there's this banging on the door. Have you ever been woken up by banging on the door? Bang, 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 bang. I remember, because I'm a parent and I've had teenagers, one time it was 3 in the morning and it was the Vancouver Police Department. That happened more than once. That's kind of, that's kind of um, a shocking experience. And so it was that kind of knock. It was that kind of urgency. And John, uh, they don't look too impressed, do they? Here's John. And he's looking pretty upset that somebody has knocked on their door. And so, uh, Kathleen, if you can just... Yeah, thanks. Uh, they go tearing off to, uh, to look in the tomb. And John just makes the point in the book of John that I ran faster than Peter. Just saying. You know, it's not really important, but I'm just saying that I'm not only one that Jesus loved, but I run faster than all the rest of you. Such a humble guy. Okay. So they're both kind of looking in. And, and what do they see here? At kids, any, any of you can guess what they're, they're seeing there? Some, somebody besides Eleanor. Eleanor has answered a couple questions, and I really appreciate that, Eleanor. I just want to give somebody else a chance. What, what are they looking? Have a look. Can you see Pax? What do they see? Cross. Jesus is carrying a cross. That's right. Not the body that's in the ground. That's right. Not the body, just the claws. Thank you. Powerful, eh? So it says that Peter, he went away wondering what's going on. John says he believed. But who's this? Can anybody guess who that is? And what's she doing? She's crying. That's right. The, the, the Greek for that is actually wailing. She was just full on, no kind of sniffling. It was like full on wail. And... What happened? Does anybody remember what happened? Christine. Yeah, she, she's startled by something, isn't she? Well, first of all, she saw some, some guys in the tomb, right? And they said, why? Who? What are you looking for, right? But then she hears this voice behind her. And she thinks it's the gardener. And she says to the gardener, and maybe she knew the gardener already because she'd been around, right? She'd been in that. So she, she was familiar lit with the personnel. So she thought, oh, it's the same dude, you know, the guy that hangs out here. And she sees this, right? But she didn't recognize him right away. And he says, what are you looking for? And she, she said, sir, if you know where... My Savior is, could you, could you tell me? And I'll go carrying him away. She's just overcome with grief and love. And Jesus, what did he say to her? Does anybody know what he said that caused her to recognize him? Tor. He said her name, what, which was Mary. And that changed everything, didn't it? 
As soon as she heard Mary, she said, Rabboni, or master, or teacher. It's not just a, um, a teacher like at school. It was like a, almost like a, a sacred teacher, almost like he was God. And she sees him there. So she goes and tells the disciples that um, of, of what she's seen on command of Jesus, he tells her. So the first witness to the resurrected Christ was a woman, which is really interesting because back in those times, a woman's testimony was not even recognized in a court of law. And yet Jesus chose, uh, the church has called Mary Magdalene the apostle to the apostles, that Jesus commissioned her to tell them. So let's look at the text together. Do, do some of you want to help me read this? Would some of you like to help me read this? Any volunteers? Okay, come on up, Eleanor. Come on up, Tor. So, Eleanor, you can just use that there. It's probably easier to see. Why don't you read? Just read, not too fast, uh, just kind of relaxed, and, and let's just go through the story. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have put him. Awesome. Good job. Tor. You can read some more if you want. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. So uh, there's quite a few, so why don't you just take turns, unless some more want to step, step up. Come on up, Soph. I think it's the, I think it's the next one, right? Yeah. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Hi, Amy. Do you read? <laughs> I would love it if you read. Okay. No worries. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, First, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise, excuse me, from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb, the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. She and saw two angels. Sirsha, can you just remove, move away from the screen? Thanks, sweetie. In white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head of, and the other at the. Thanks, Tor, Sophia. They asked her, "Woman, why are you crying?" They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. Nori. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was, that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you, you crying? 
Who is it you are looking for? Thinking she was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you, had carried, if you have carried him away, tell me, where have you put him, and will I get him? Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Arabic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's give them a good hand. Thanks, you guys. That was a wonderful job. So my last remark on this passage is, is this amazing words that, G, that Jesus said to Mary. He said, don't hold on to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Talk about expanding the table. I'm just going to go back to this mic, Mark. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, he says to the disciples, you're part of my family. We have the same father now. We're brothers, we're sisters. Is that good news? Well, yeah. The problem is you can choose your friends, but you're stuck with your relatives. Right? Who is he saying this to? Who is he saying, say to my brothers, I'm ascending to my father. Who is he saying that to? Do you, do you realize who he was talking about? He, he was talking, that's right, he was talking to the guys that had failed him the most, that had let him down, that had disappointed him. Betrayed him, ran away, denied him. And he says, they had been the worst kind, of, worst kind of friends. But you see, he didn't come to form a social club. Because in a social club, you can choose your friends. He came to form a family. And in that family, there's lots of pain. And when Jesus died on the cross, he gave up our right and his right to quit. He gave up the right to say, I can't take these people anymore. That's it. He could have called 10,000 angels, he said, in the garden. You know, sometimes I get so discouraged, as I'm sure you do too, that I say to the Lord, Lord, I've had enough. I, I'm walking away. I, I need to find something different, something new. And it depends on what it is I'm doing, but it could be something as serious as pastoring this church. Or it could be some little project I'm working on. But just where, how many know, no matter what you do, if there's kingdom and blessing involved, there will be opposition to it. There will be obstacles. And I hear Jesus say to me over and over again so sweetly, and I almost have 
this picture of the cross come back to me. But he says to me, well, Gordy, anybody can quit. It takes courage to keep on going. And remember me, son. Remember me. And that's, that's what keeps me going, is him. He just kept going. And he showed us that lovers always win. That's the beauty of the resurrection. And the reason I'm sharing this in closing is there seems to be, and it's not in the core of our congregation, but some of it's around the peripheral and some of it affects the core. But it seems in the last month or two, there's been an unusual number of relational conflicts. And there's at least three situations in the last week where someone has said, I'm aware that someone has said, if so-and-so is there, I'm not coming. Three times. And you know what? We're in a kingdom where Jesus says, you don't have the right to say that. You don't have the right to quit. Now, sometimes we need to cool off. Sometimes we need space. Sometimes we need to get in touch with our own heart and work some things through. That's important. So I'm not saying everything can be solved overnight and everything is whoop-de-doo just when we have a talk. Some, things are, some of the issues that I'm aware of are very, very painful. They've cost people money. They've cost people their, their self-esteem. There's, there's families. How many know we bring family stuff, our, our family of origin into the church? And those clash off each other. But we are in a kingdom where Jesus said, you have a new father now, and I'm your brother. And when you join my family, you give up your right to quit. You give up your right to quit. And that's what the cross was all about. And maybe that's why Paul, when he was writing the Philippians, he said, I plead with Yudia and Santiki to be of one mind in the Lord. I plead with you. Because that's what the cross and the resurrection is all about. So let's pray. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and remind us of of our Savior, our Lord, the one we follow, and the kingdom that we are in. Would you remind us today of the power of forgiveness when it would have been easier to quit, when it would have been easier to, to not forgive, to become bitter and hardened and to isolate himself. And they say, that's enough. I don't need to take this anymore. That he just kept going, kept on loving. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that when we were painful and hurtful to you, that you didn't give up on us. We thank you for that, Lord. And we thank you for reminding us this morning that resurrection life comes when we choose the way of the cross. Life comes when we choose the way of dying to self. Would you give us the grace and the power and the wisdom to live that out, to persevere? And for those of us, those of us that are not estranged, but we are in proximity to those who are experiencing that. Help us in love and wisdom to reach out, to encourage, to be positive triangles, as it were, to be uh, mediators and to be peacemakers.
that the world may know that the Father has sent you. In Jesus' name, amen.